Welcome to another Forever podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Neville, where we're going to talk about navigating change, reinventing yourself and tips for success. Tom grew up in Limerick and started his career as a secondary school teacher. He has worked in IT, IT sales, recruitment, in IT technical engineering, digital marketing and media. He followed his father into politics in 2003. Following the economic collapse in 2009, he emigrated to Australia where he lived for four years and trained as an actor. Coming back to Ireland, he returned to politics where he was again elected on the first count in the 2014 local elections and subsequently elected to Dáil Éireann Irish Parliament for Limerick County on his first attempt in 2016. Following the loss of his seat in 2020 general election and also the Senate election, he resumed his life as an actor and most recently has become active in public affairs, as well as consulting in online marketing and direct sales. So welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you. So um, interesting times. How are things in Ireland at the moment? I believe you're two weeks into six weeks of more restrictions. Is that right? Yeah, it's interesting. Uncertain times, all right. Yeah, we're we're in lockdown. I think approximately until early December now. Um, a lot of people obviously trying to grapple with lockdown, trying to find that kind of happy equilibrium uh, between economic activity and obviously public safety. So it is a difficult uh, thread uh, or tight rope to try and balance. Yeah, must be really hard. Well, we'll come back to that a little bit later on if we can, because we can talk sure. about sort of handling this sort of uncertainty and things. So, mm-hmm. um, so you've already um, led a very full lifetime, actually, when I read your CV. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, you're not even halfway there yet. So plenty to go, plenty to go. <laughs> <laughs> God willing. Um, so technology and teaching, acting, yeah. recruitment, sales, politics, it's... Um, mm-hmm. A hugely diverse mix. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you manage your way, navigate your way through the, such different roles? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I don't know if I proactively navigated my way through those roles, or did I reactively navigate my my way through those roles and pivot and you know react to situations mm-hmm. that were thrown at me. I think if you look at the underlying theme or common theme of all those roles, um, it's they're all people oriented roles. So the front of house type roles where you're dealing with people, uh, presentation skills are very much uh, to the fore as well. And I remember being in er- my early years in college and university, and at the time it was all learning about transferable skills. So you're educated to such a point that your skills can be transferable, that mm-hmm. you can adapt to situations and roles as they arise if you have a particular skill set and I kind of took that literally I know it's thrown around as a cliche sometimes but I took that literally myself and I went okay I'm going to acquire a certain set of skills from my education and then be able to adapt or move that as I go along through my career the jobs of today uh, weren't there some of them weren't there 10 years ago let alone 15 years ago whatever you know so I, I think that was always my mindset at a very, very young age, it's very difficult to say, look, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I was one of those people that didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And as things go on, I'm still learning what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I'll probably be 80 years of age going, I wonder what I'm going to do now, you know? And that's just the mindset that I have. And that's personally who I am. So 
when you ask about how I navigate, I kind of, I, I, obviously there is a, a certain amount of being proactive, but there's also a certain amount of reactivity as to what's going on in your environment as well. And you're trying to, you're trying to, again, find that equilibrium or that balance uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in both. But I, I think for me, it was just, was having those skills. That's so true, isn't it? You know, we, we can have plans and, um, and, you know, clearly defined plans this year is, is a, a case in point and all of those plans can get thrown out of the window. So it is a case of how we handle change and respond and still make it positive and taking us forward onto something new. And, and, and maybe that's what education is such a good thing, you know, is, is such a good thing for is that, it, that ability to, to sort of think that way, think creatively. Um, yeah, I think, look, I, I'm a huge believer in education. And I think education was completely challenged back in the global financial crash, in which I, you know, there was a huge amount of white collar unemployment at the time. Yeah. Um, and also, more importantly, there was a huge amount of tradespeople unemployed at the time. So people with strong qualifications, be it in academia or in the trades, would be made redundant. And everyone was going like, what's all this education for? Like, well, what, we can't get jobs. But mm -hmm. I think education, to me, and when I learned from teaching, was teaching people to think for themselves, teaching people to ask why, teaching people to problem solve. That is the big, big key, I think, to, to what you want to get out of education, to be able to solve problems, be it personal or professional, that are thrown at you um, at life, and having that wherewithal to be able to have the tools to ask the questions, have the tools to be able to try and navigate and find the answers, because there is no one size fits all for anybody, but yeah. You have those skills and that wherewithal to fall back on in your hour of need. And for me personally, I used those skills and knowledge when I when it was required, um, and it helped. It also helped me personally as well, you know. And sometimes I think you don't even know you have those resources in you. It's not until you're challenged that that those resources are evoked or or they come out, and you go and you may navigate something for three, four, five months. Like people navigating this epidemic or pandemic, like, and then they'll probably sit down at the end of it and go geez, what did I do in the last six months? I got this, 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 how did I get that? And then you start reflecting. But at the time you're in the draws of it and you just get on with it. You know, the hunger's there. You have to do it. You have to get on with things. And it just kind of happens, you know? Yes. Um, and, and oftentimes, as I said, go, I go back to it again, particularly with a pand pandemic. Um, it's reactive and, and, and a reactive nature. And you have, as you say, you have all those tools in your kit um, that you draw upon. And you can never have enough enough of those. That's that's my philosophy. I absolutely agree. Keep adding to them through life. So that yeah. brings me into sort of quite naturally the question to ask you, and it's hopefully it's not too difficult. Uh, what what do you consider to be your biggest setback to date? You know what's the... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is a, a huge open question. I think there's been so many. It's trying to decide which one. <laughs> but um, look. I think like everybody else, you have professional and personal setbacks. Like losing my mum a number of years back was a massive setback. Um, mm -hmm. I've gone through highs and lows. I've gone from topping the poll in elections to losing and losing in elections. I've gone been gone from being tapped on the shoulder and made redundant in one company to being global um, salesperson of the quarter in another company. You know, so but when 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 I cast my mind back. You know, the, the, the biggest the biggest setbacks for me were also the biggest learning 
experiences that I had. Um, and I, 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 you know, I look back to when I emigrated. I, I've traveled quite a few times. I've, I've left Ireland quite a few times. And, and in each of those experiences, you know, I have obviously had to start again. And I've learned a lot from that. But I remember when I was backpacking, if you're talking about the biggest setbacks, I can just remember my, my, my earlier days, like when I was backpacking, there were times when I had no money at all whatsoever. You're going into the bank and you're withdrawing your last $5. That's how bad things got. Yeah. Um, and and you're waiting for Western Union to wire transfer money or whatever. It's going to take a couple of days. You're trying to borrow money off one of your mates. It's just, it was, it was just, all, you're, you're just learning the hard way. Um, and that had a, a specific effect on me in that it taught me the value of having what I have and to be grateful for what I have. Um, and also how to manage what I have and make it go further. That's where, that's where I learned how to, number one, persevere. Um, number two, hunger and adrenaline. There are two big things for me um, th that drive you, that drive that's built into you. And number three is belief. You know, people, I, I can give you an example. I remember I was in Darwin. There was no money. There was no work. We were told there was no work there at the time. This was quite a while ago. And I just went, right, there's got to be a job here somewhere if you look hard enough. So I remember putting on my backpack, getting my CVs done. And I spent nine hours a day, every day, just walking, looking for work, putting my CVs in, hustling. And I found a job. I found a job within 10 days in a nice plush, what it was at the time, an internet cafe, uh, where I worked behind the counter there. And it was a lovely job to have. But it, it really solidified my, my, my thinking where I was, was that if you work hard enough at looking for what you're doing and you do the right things, that you will get a break. You make your own breaks. You push and push and push to get that break. And that has worked for me so many times when I've been set back. Um, and I knew I had to go to that level if I really was to succeed or get what I, what, what I was hoping to get to, to, to succeed. And, it's it's like I said, it's it's something in life that I've brought with me and I, I carry with me now every day. So I, I hope that answers the question all right for you. Yes, it um, really does. And do you, do you think that's something that everybody can develop, though, that sort of drive and determination? Do you, do you believe we all have that within? I, 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 I do. I mean, I think some individuals probably have it more than others that have it naturally more than others. Um, but I think it's in, inside in all of us. So go, going from sort of um, difficulties and setbacks, um, what to date, because it strikes me that you're going to achieve an awful lot more in your life, what to date are you most proud of? <laughs> yeah, it's probably more difficult than the setbacks. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is more difficult than the setbacks. Look, I, I, I think for me, it's, it's how I come back, you mm. know, from those situations. Okay. It's how you react to those situations. And sometimes you don't realize it until you've actually moved on. You know, as I said, from the outset, you're in the process of moving on and you don't have time to reflect. So it's when I reflect, you know, I mean, of course, I was I was absolutely humbled to, to be elected as a as an MP, as a TD, obviously a member of parliament. That was just yeah. uh, an accolade that the people of County Limerick gave me that I, words can't describe it. You just cannot describe that. You know, um, my, my family on both sides have been political. So to get to that level 
and to be endorsed and elected to that level is something that you know is going to stay with me for the rest of my life and it was the that has been the pinnacle of my career and obviously then with respect to my wife my wedding day was the most <laughs> the event of pride that cannot be superseded so <laughs> 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 so I'm presuming if I'm, I'm going to sort of ask you about who's inspired you over the years and the people who've been your, you know, how important it is to have role models. I'm guessing your dad's been a pretty. Yeah, absolutely. And my mom, actually. Yeah. My mother as well. I mean, I remember my mother uh, when I was younger. Now, my father was out of work in the 80s in Ireland. It was really, really difficult. My father was out of work uh, for a couple of years and my mother Went, went back into work. My mother was a nurse, so there was four of us. I think it was four of us under 10, or sorry, four of us under 12. And my mother went out to work and, uh, you know, I saw what, what she did at that time and I was actually at a, quite an influence. You know, at, again, at that age, you know, you're starting to pick things up. But mm -hmm. when I reflect on what she's done at that time, you know, um, <clears throat> it, was, uh, it was great. And I mean, look, I'm not saying that other people haven't done it. Uh, there's obviously people all over the country doing it but I'm just saying that it was quite it, it influenced me at the time and then I saw my father do what he did like climb the ranks and by the skin of his teeth to be quite honest um, on a number of occasions where all the odds were stacked against him uh, particularly on the first occasion and got through and pushed through with just sheer perseverance sheer hard work grit and perseverance I think that has has influenced me as well like that gives me my backbone you know yeah. um my acting school then my acting teacher my acting school was very influential on on, on me organizing myself and streamlining my thoughts and my actions and what i did every day you know oh, really? I wasted a lot of time when i was younger you know <laughs> oh, you know it, 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 and when i say i wasted a lot of time my day my day was when i looked at my time management in my earlier career it was just, I wasted a lot of time every day doing nothing or, or, or not streamlining my time. And it, I now try and live by the school timetable again. You know, we, we get the school timetable all our lives. And the minute we leave school, we throw out the timetable. Why do we do that? <laughs> good point. So you, you're really good about time management, are you then? No, I'm, 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 I'm a real stickler for time management, are you know, uh, in, in, yeah, look at the moment, because I'm kind of working for myself, you have to be um but i just think if you want to get what you want to get out of life and i'm, I'm probably quite compulsive as well mm. um yeah time management 101 i i i, I just how do you do that how do you how do you structure that then if you're working for a company or whatever your time is locked in on that day okay of where you have to be at work all right whether it be at home obviously it's changed a lot now again and it's actually pushing people back to manage their own time themselves there's time when, when to answer your emails, when to not, when to answer your phone calls, when to not, you know, um, and it's also then, right, how much time is set aside for meetings, how much time is set aside for research, you know, and you'll find over a couple of weeks, four or five, you know, how much, you know, what kind of time is set aside for extracurricular activities or your interests or whatever it is that you'll find over, over maybe three or four weeks that you start to hone that and then it starts to get built into you. And you'll, you'll, you'll know after six weeks that on a Monday at 11 o'clock, my routine is to do whatever it is you do. You know what I mean? My routine on a Tuesday 
is whatever it is, you know, and you may alter, you may change it to actually make it more productive, but you'll find that over a period of time, you kind of slot, you make the habits, if you form the habits, you're empowering yourself to get what you want. You're like setting your targets. You're like, what do I want? You know, do I want a new car? Do I want new presses? And what you see a lot of people now are trying to put their, 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 their earnings back into their house, whatever it is, you know, how am I going to get that? You know, I'm going to have to work X, Y, and Z and get this money, whatever it is, and, and budget and plan. Or if you're doing extra work on the side uh, or doing extra extra type of work outside of your mainstream job, you're like, all right, what's my target? How many things do I need to sell or whatever it is to build what it is over six months or 12 months or whatever it is to get what I want to get. And then I have something to show for it. You know, for a lot of people now, it'll be like, right, okay, I need to get a job. I need to change. I need to... Uh, unfortunately have been made redundant and they're like well i'm gonna have to find a new job so how am i gonna go about that how much time every day am i gonna put it into that am i gonna have to seek further education is that gonna cost me is there benefits there that i can get because i'm unemployed and you know there's all those things that need to be streamlined that will drive you towards your goal and what you're looking for yes. but it's 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 it, it, it's the the better you manage your time towards it, the quicker you're going to get there and the more skills you'll learn. And it's, you'll get a kick from it because you're learning those skills and you're learning that knowledge as you go on. And you, for me, I just feel more, what's it? Uh, Liam Gallagher said, have you ever looked at Liam Gallagher? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oasis, favorite band, Oasis. Ah, oh, man, I love him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he says like about him for mental health and stuff like that, he runs. He has to go running every day. Every day he's got to go for a jog, he's got to go for a run, and it just sets his mind. He just resets his mind every day. So that would be part of me. I would actually, I just feel a lot more disciplined when I'm following that that time. And I'm not talking about being a stickler for it. Obviously, there's times where you you deviate from it because you want to, you have to, but you kind of have that blueprint sitting there all the time, you know? Yeah, I think that morning routine, setting the tone of the day, whatever that looks like for you is is really important, isn't it? And I think more and more people are starting to embrace that. And and in some ways, you know, the fact we are more people working from home, it's wonderful. It is empowering because it does give individuals the that chance to to structure their day and to take charge of their lives perhaps in a way that they haven't had previously to this so I just wanted to ask you before we wrap up and a lot of the people of the audience for our podcasts um are working day jobs and they have families and perhaps working and to develop a forever business um Mm -hmm. on the side um what advice would you give to them, given your own experience in sales and recruitment? Yeah, good question. Um, look, the first thing, as I said there from the outset, was time management. Mm. Particularly when you're trying to juggle family, it's, it's difficult, you know, you're trying to juggle family, day jobs, and you sit down and you go, right, you know, some people fall into the trap and I fell into it, fall into it before going, why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? Why isn't this happening? And if you sit down and you look and you go, right, how much time did I actually put into this this week? You know, mm-hmm. and it's seen that and you might go, geez, I only put that amount of time. You know, you think you're doing it all and then you go, right, well, like, I'm going to record the time. And I've, I've put two hours or four hours or whatever in, into a week, you know, and I've put 40 hours into my other job, you know, so it's, it's, and it's right. Okay. How am I going to increase that time in it? And then, once they're doing that in that time it's like right okay so what exactly am i doing every day uh, within that specific time that i'm doing it is this you know am i making calls am i 
working am i networking through people that i have already on my books am i am i being strategic enough and how i'm trying to acquire a new clients or am i strategic enough and how i'm trying to recruit you know is there resources within what i have already that i'm utilizing i.e i have somebody you know who's part of my team have i actually sat down and spoke to them about maybe bringing a team member on board is there an incentive there for things like that to happen you know and then the other side is in relation to your, your the product you're trying to sell you know it's okay have i you know particularly from a proactive point of view um are are did I do the, when I was speaking to people about that product? Did I do all the things I could do to sell that product? Did I ask all the right questions? Could I have improved in what I said, or could I have said something different? Sometimes maybe record yourself doing a pitch or whatever it is, and go, "How would I? How would I react to that if I was listening to it?" And and you can get your own feedback from that. And sometimes, as we said earlier on, it's just honing things slightly, very very slightly. You can see that success start to increase start to increase start to increase you know um and uh it's 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 really identifying who you want to or who you believe is your you know your specific market that you can sell from or more importantly will buy from you because people buy from people you know they don't buy a they, they buy a product but they buy it from somebody people buy from people and it's like, who would most likely buy from me? And have I identified all those? Or how can I expand that or whatever it is? So it's asking you, it's constantly asking yourself those questions for feedback, as opposed to the opposite, which is just keep throwing darts, keep throwing darts, without actually looking at, has that dart landed there? Why did it land slightly to the left? Could I have got it to the right, you know? Mm. And, and it's, you know, some people say about sales, you know, and I was always before, oh, sales is not a process. You just go out and you sell. And I, I, over my career, sales is a process and it's honing that process, be it whether it's your communication style, the type of people you're interacting with or who you're targeting. And same with recruitment. Recruitment is the same thing. It's a process. It, it, it's, it's constantly analyzing and constantly measuring as best you can. If, if somebody was doing, let's, I'm, I'm going to pick a figure, right? Five hours, okay? A week. I'm just going to pick a one hour a day, Monday to Friday, right? They might spend five hours making calls, okay? But if those calls aren't, if those calls are off or they're not being strategic, they might just go, you know, I'm going to spend four hours or three hours analyzing what I did in that two, those two hours of calls or one hour of calls. And then I'm going to actually hone that, change it. So that when they're making their two hours of calls, they might be more productive than five hours of calls that they haven't sat down and actually analyzed as to what they could get better. And I think it's honing that all the time. And it becomes osmosis. You become an expert in that then. And once you get that to that level, then all that hard work and that knowledge, you start reaping the reward for when it comes to recruitment, you know what you're looking for, you know, you know how to present where you're coming from. Same in the sales process, you know, the type of clients you want, you know, who's going to buy from you. So this has been such an interesting conversation as I could go on all day. I want to just um, finish up by asking you what your ambitions are for the future. Where, what, what plans do you have for yourself? Yeah, again, an interesting question, because obviously just up to recently, like up to eight months ago, I was a TD, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and I, I really, really, really wanted to return as a TD. I had a lot of work left in me that, I, you know, I was going for my second term. There was a lot of work in me. 
uh, that I really wanted to, to, to see through or push through, you know, particularly in a government that would have been more stable. Um, mm. the, the government I was in, we was there for four years, but it wasn't a very stable government, you know, so I, I'd like to have had the chance to be in a very strong, stable government to push things through. Um, so there'll always be a political grow in my genetic makeup. I can't mm -hmm. help it. It's just part of, you know, as we explained there from what I've grown up and I don't know anything different, you know. Um, so look, who knows if an opportunity arises again, right place, right time and, and, and everything kind of clicks together. Um, I, I'm, I'm always going to have that in the back of my mind. Well, I'd love to come back and talk to you perhaps in a year's time, maybe not even that long because you seem to work at such pace. <laughs> People are um, wanting to know more about you. What's the best way? Yeah, you? sure. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, you can find me under Tom Neville. It's linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Neville Tom. Yeah. Um, no problem accepting. I'm not one of these people that doesn't accept um, uh, connections. I always... I always uh, accept uh, connections. You can never be too connected with people. And just to be able to share knowledge, networks, you know. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, so you'll find me on Tom Neville Insta as well on Instagram. Okay. Uh, so you'll be able to see the lighter side of me there. <laughs> oh, is that where you, all your creative stuff comes out on your Instagram, is it? Or a bit of messing on the weekend, who knows? <laughs> 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 well we're all curious now um, well Tom thank you ever so much for your time today I'm really so grateful um, yeah and uh, thank you for having me oh it's been my pleasure honestly I hope Brilliant. to have you again. best of luck to all your listeners all right thank you so much Tom